what is going on you guys and welcome back to a special video we have a guest on the channel a good buddy of mine that i've been basically chatting with over the past little while adrian thank you for coming on no problem how are you man i'm doing pretty good how are you doing good good can't complain panama's awesome you're somewhere far away as well right we're, we're both, both kind we're of on vacation we're, yeah yeah we're, we're oh, vacationing you will, right yeah yeah well as I was kind of getting at, Adrian, thank you for coming on. Um, some of you, some, of, some people may know you as the Passive Income Investing channel and uh, another Canadian channel that I've been watching you, honestly, for years. And it's it's a, it's an honor to have, have you come speak on the channel because I have prepared some questions for you just so that you can kind of get the chance to to tell your story, see, see what it is that you're doing, because it is actually very different than what I do. And it's so funny, Adrian, uh, there, anytime I do a video on Passive Income or these high-yield ETFs, in the comment section, they always name drop you. They always say, I love watching yeah. you for this stuff. Uh, you've done an amazing job of building up a, an audience surrounding this style of investing. And it's something I don't talk to about all that much. So I am very happy to have you on and uh, just ask you some questions and kind of hear hear your story. Yeah, man, thanks. I, I really appreciate it. And you know, you you do a really good job, job too. You've been, I call you like the OG, the Canadian influencers or whatever they call it now. Um, so it's funny, even before I started my channel and everything, like I, I was watching your videos and I have to say, like, you're, I think I've told you this before off, off camera, uh, your video was the one that finally made me understand withholding taxes. Like I couldn't understand <laughs> these withholding taxes, like on the U S on, on whatever. And when you put that chart and you broke it down, I'm like, oh, I finally understand. So once in a while, I've always kind of went on your channel, just more for the technical stuff. But in terms of investing, yeah, I mean, I my focus is 100% on income-oriented investing, which we'll, we'll talk about, uh, I'm sure, today. Very excited to, uh, you know, appear on your channel and to inform your your users of what my channel is all about, what kind of, when what my style is about as well. Absolutely. So. Well, hey, why don't we just straight up dive into that? Why don't we start with like a top level overview, Adrian? Um, sure. Passive income investing. What what is your investing philosophy? What is the strategy that you use? That are currently using and like i know your story because i know everything that you're doing but l pretend i don't know you um let's start for that because yeah a lot of my audience will not but um why do you feel that this is the strategy that's working best for you yeah so my strategy is really just like the name of the channel says i'm actually very lucky to actually get that channel passive income investing that name so it's really an income oriented style where the main goal is really to generate passive income so it, it, it's income oriented. So that is the, the priority, uh, generating income. Uh, it's a buy and hold strategy. It's something, it's like a mantra I always say, right? Buy and hold. So my whole intention is really not to buy low, sell high, at what one point sell later on to make a profit. It's really just to build my income stream mm -hmm. instead of focusing on building your wealth. So that's like the best way I could kind of explain it. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it's all about that income stream uh, as a priority. So you're always buying, you're holding and you're getting paid every month and you're trying to build that income stream. So it's the st stuff that I invest in are really income oriented. So they have high yields. Uh, they use, there's income oriented strategies on them, which we'll, we'll discuss. And it's getting easier and easier to be an income investor. It's getting more popular, but I'm not really surprised because this style of investing usually gets more popular during the bad times. 
gets more attention during the bad times is as you've known when all uh, 2022 not really everything yeah when everything's not really down. a great time yeah. right for every investor investor but especially like a growth or even an index investor because you don't really get much yield so my strategy you're the way i could explain it is you're kind of you're a lot less dependent on stock prices and what the stock market is doing you're more mm -hmm. dependent on time itself so it's very mm -hmm. straightforward it's definitely income oriented. So I am definitely a lot more popular with the older crowd. Mm, that, was what I was gonna ask. that was my next question, actually. But yeah, you're more popular with the older crowd. They, they're more seeking income. Yeah, I mean, retirees, people who are uh, retiring, about to retire, what's their main focus? It's, it's income, right? It yeah. stops becoming really growing your wealth as much as you can. You want to try to replace that income uh, from your job, basically. Mm -hmm. So you can't really rely on the Canadian and the provincial government pensions. You, you have mm. to have, you know, that's why we have RSPs and, uh, you know, you maybe, maybe you're lucky enough to get a pension plan, which are work, but even those are kind of disappearing. So this is a good strategy because it's really a cash flow strategy that will help you supplement your income, but it could be used by everyone, not just older people. I use it. I, I believe it's one of the best and, most straightforward ways to mm. become financially independent. Mm. Uh, I think it's the quickest route to get there when we're talking about investing, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it, it's definitely great for everyone, but it's typically more popular with the the older, older crowd. But even so, young, young people like it because you know having cash flow, even if it's like an extra 100, 200 bucks a month, you know, I have in my community uh, 20 year olds that are you know starting slow with well simple and they're making a hundred dollars a month and they're like oh well i could pay my gas this month and my yeah. phone bill and it motivates them to get to 150 a month and 200 a month so well, it's young so people cool. do it too. it's so cool we we had a, i just saw a post somewhere uh, possibly in my discord or something but just one of our students had just crossed over the 200 per month uh, landmark and like it like you said it doesn't sound like much it's to pay for your gas this or that but it's more about like the achievement of saying hey that is passive income that like i, I literally just i kind of take my hands off and i'm earning this and it's growing month after month year after year so the the idea is that you're building up you you're, you personally is like over the next number of years you're trying to get that passive income stream as big as possible so that as big as possible it's just constantly growing and growing okay yeah so the, is it sorry go for it no i was gonna say the the, the if you just think about life in general, the bigger your income stream is month to month, and this is passive income we're talking about. It this is, you know, is you're not right? working for yeah. you're making money while you're sleeping. The more doors open in your life, the more opportunities yeah. come about, right? You could, you have more options. That, that's the way I like and, to say it. And, and you're like living proof of that, right? For you know, you mentioned you're in Panama, but maybe briefly dive into your story. Like, what what are you, what are you doing now? Where are you from? Because you essentially use this passive income and geo arbitrage like you're living proof of that so so maybe speak on that yeah i've i've been through it i i lived it and i've done it and i'm just sharing that's what my channel is really all about in the end i'm just sharing my investing journey how i've done it i never claim that this is the best investing strategy i'm not against the growth strategy the dividend mm -hmm. strategy or the income strategy it's just the one that works best for me so i'm sharing Love it so that. my background is a pretty boring generic background i born and raised in montreal montreal canada and uh my wife and i both had pretty good 
careers in IT. We have no financial background whatsoever. We're, we both uh, have had pretty good IT careers. And just, you know, I was starting to think about investing and just dabbling with it. But at the beginning, at, you know, the beginning of our marriage, when we, you know, settled down, got our first condo, we focused pretty much a lot of our disposable income to paying down our mortgage first, uh, which is always a good thing. And I was I wasn't really investing seriously. I was kind of doing what usually people start by doing stock picking. And now that I know what I actually was back then, it, it I was a swing trader basically. So I, you know, I invested in things like Bombardier, Air Canada, BlackBerry, whatever was in the news that took a big hit. Because I'm like, I'll just put some money and maybe in six months, a year, it'll go up. And to be honest with you, I actually got more. You know, I. I made more money than I lost, but it was a very time consuming strategy. So then I saw Kevin O'Leary's speech about dividends, dividend investing, and that pretty much changed everything. And still just dabbling with it, I started switching over to dividend stocks, still focusing on the mortgage. But after seven years, our mortgage was almost finished because you know we had a good IT career, we got promoted. Yeah, uh, we didn't have, you know, we decided not to have kids. So that obviously, you know, helps the disposable income situation. So once the mortgage was about to be paid off, we're like, well, listen, what are we going to do with this disposable income? So this is when I started looking at, you know, dividend stocks and dabbling more in them. And I quickly learned that, you know, picking and choosing individual companies with high dividend yields, like seven, eight, those are really risky. Because those are, those are going to be the first companies to cut their dividend. Mm -hmm. So I like the high yield, but I don't. I want more than four and five percent because that's pretty much what you're going to get with stocks like Bell and TD and CIBC, right? So how could I get like eight, nine, ten, but with safety, mm -hmm. consistency? So that's when I started discovering the covered call ETFs, the split share solutions, and et cetera. And that's pretty much all she wrote. So we tested it out. We once we got to about a thousand dollars a month in, pa in in passive income, we said we, we crunched the numbers and we said, you know what, if we sell off our paid off condo, invest it all, we'll be making this much. I think it was four thousand dollars a month. Yeah. We'll be able to live for free, pay a rent, be yeah. financially dependent. My wife would be able to quit her job because she wasn't really having a good time there. Yeah. So that's that's exactly what we did. December 2019, we pulled the trigger. And, uh, and that's all she wrote. Too cool, buddy. Well, no, I, I knew that story. And it's like, I always love hearing from people that have actually done it and that are living it, right? Um, you were mm -hmm. literally speaking from experience there. And it's kind of, pr it's proof of concept that it works. And, and we've ran through, you've read through the numbers with me and been so generous in sharing. And it's like, it truly is passive income. And it's, um, like you said, opening a lot of doors for you. Maybe let's, yeah. let's move on to that next, um, my next question here. You mentioned things like covered call ETFs and split funds. Mm. I picked your I picked your brain on this. Um, why don't we start with that? What What do you think of covered call ETFs? Good, bad, uh, avoid. Uh, it's a love affair. <laughs> I, I love covered call ETFs. Uh, they are uh, what I usually refer to as the bread and butter of my strategy. Um, for me, it's one of, once I discovered them and really figured out because you know they they use options and you got to it takes a while to understand how they work. They could seem a bit complicated, but once you really understand them, you really, it's not that complicated. It's very, very simple. So covered call ETFs are absolutely 
I love them. I, I think they're really designed for someone who's a bit more of a skeptical, pessimist investor rather than an optimist. It's it's really the, they're really designed for investors who would rather get their returns now rather than later. Mm. Um, if that makes sense to you, right? So they're, they're really designed for what I would say more defensive investors, yeah, uh, income-oriented investors who are prioritizing cash flow over whatever else, long-term growth or overall total return. And they become extremely popular in Canada, especially this year. Uh, Canada yeah, is actually... Been, yeah a lot more than in the US. The US is the biggest stock market in the world. They have a lot of great ones in the US, but they're getting very, very popular in Canada just because of that income seeking, that, that need for income. And they, I, they all kind of started being invented in about 2011 when interest, this was right after the 2008 crash when interest rates were at the bottom. Yeah. Um, getting yield was extremely hard. Right. When interest rates are low, you're not going to get nothing with government bonds or yeah. fixed income yeah. just didn't cut it. So this is when these products started all coming about in Canada. So 2011, when they first started getting launched. So a lot of these products are now over 10 years old. That's um, so they're, really, they're, it's, it's, that's still young in the big scheme of things. You know what I mean? Like in the big history of things. But yeah, 10 years old, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I didn't know that. Sad. I didn't know that it was also very popular here in Canada relative to the US, but that does make a ton of sense. And it's like, I mean, I know from from my background and stuff, there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable, you know, let's say writing covered calls themselves, but they do exactly, have a solution yeah. of going out, like either the education wise, comfort wise, um, maybe they don't have the, the platforms that allow them to do that. But then you do have these solutions of funds, which will essentially do the heavy lifting for you. Uh, that's the way I like to look at it, if that if you would agree or not. It, that's exactly right. That's a great point. And it, it's it's an ETF. So just like a regular yeah. ETF, it, it it gives you the privilege of not needing to stock pick, right? Yeah. Owning a, yeah. either an, an index ETF or even a dividend ETF. Instead of picking and choosing the, the best dividend companies in Canada, you just choose a Canadian dividend ETF. They're all there. They're all together. So mm -hmm. obviously you pay a management fee. It's the same thing with the covered call ETF. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's still an ETF. The underlying yeah. are still stocks, yeah. but the fund manager is simply writing covered calls for you mm -hmm. uh, to generate that additional yield and adding that defense or lowering your volatility. So that's essentially what it is. Maybe a quick, maybe a quick question here. Do you have any yeah. favorite fund um, providers? Like I know there's so many to choose from and I, I follow your channel. I know that like it could, it could be scary for a new investor to be like, well, what do I pick? Do you have kind of a list yeah. of your top favorites that you've vetted? You're like, Hey, these are the ones that I feel comfortable with. Yeah. Well, in, in, in Canada, there's really five, six big providers of covered call ETFs. The big one by far, by far is BMO. Yeah. So BMO oh, yeah. has about 60, last I checked, 60 to 65% share of all the covered call ETFs in Canada. Wow. So they're number Dominant. one by a, yeah. a huge margin. Mm -hmm. um, so And that's what a lot of people know. They, they hear about all the BMO ones. That's what actually draws them into covered calls and then they find other ones. But like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I've had them on the channel several times, uh, done videos about them as well. So they're what I like to call the most basic vanilla covered call ETFs, which is mm. typically what I would suggest for newer investors who are thinking about this strategy, trying it out. Mm -hmm. So these ETFs are very straightforward. Uh, you have the big reliability of BMO. 
uh, very blue chip oriented and uh, you know they're not leveraged or anything like that so you don't have to you know they're, they're very great starter ETFs where you could easily get you know seven six seven even about seven and a half eight percent yield on, mm -hmm. on their covered call ETFs they have about nine eight or nine of them so uh, but BMO is just one of them there, there's other ones I think number two is harvest yeah. very popular harvest, growing, yes. growing. They've been on your channel as well. Your dad's done videos on their ETFs, really, really. So they have covered call ETFs. There's Horizons, there's Brompton, yeah. CI, Evolve ETFs. Uh, there, there's a bunch They're of all, them. Yeah, a ton of, ton of other names. Yeah, these are all, what's cool is that each one of them kind of has their own cover call strategy. So writing covered calls is not really straightforward. It, it's really an art. Mm. it's 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 a whole and each of these providers has a different strategy some are will be a little bit more aggressive on the calls so a little bit more yield but less capital appreciation potential yeah. some are more conservative i would put bmo in really the more conservative gotcha. basket gotcha. where they'll never write covered calls on more than 50 percent of the portfolio so half half of your the portfolio will be doing whatever the, the stock is exactly yep and uh, then there's moneyness also moneyness of the options are they at the money out of the money so that's mm -hmm. typically what i when i refer to the aggressiveness of the options so yeah. the more out of the money they are the less aggressive they are which For means sure. lower premiums but more capital appreciation so everyone has their style gotcha. but um the stocks inside are very very similar across all of them and yeah. that's what people need to remember that you're investing in a covered call ETF, you're investing in a basket of stocks yeah. with less volatility. Gotcha. That's basically it. Yeah. Cool. And a question that throws me for a loop, how does that compare to like split funds or split shares? I've seen you do many yeah. videos of them and honestly, I haven't got to dive too deep into those, but uh, I get questions a lot on the channel. What, what is a split fund? What are split shares? And I'm like, I'm not the person to answer that question for you. Yeah. Well, let me just put it this way. It took me a long time to understand them. They're probably the most complicated fund out there. And this is what usually scares people, including myself. Uh, I, there, there's a, a couple of months where I said, no, I'm staying away from this just because I didn't understand. I saw like an expiry date, maturity date. And I said, screw that. I'm not going like, to invest yeah, in this. But split share funds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best way to, to kind of in, describe them, it's they're basically covered call ETFs with leverage. That's one okay. of the easiest ways I could explain them. They're called a split because through this complicated structure, they, uh, that's where the leverage comes in. So it's called the split. So basically think of, you know, a basket of the six banks. Yeah. Right. So the six big banks of Canada, which is, which is one of the most popular split share funds styles or basket of stocks in Canada. So what they do is they have that portfolio and then they, they have two ticker symbols instead of one. That's where the split comes in. So you have the preferred share, which kind of acts like the debt of the company. So, you know, like Bell Canada, TD stock, they, yep. they have a bond, they have bonds right, too, right? Yep. So think of it like the bond of the, of, the, of the portfolio of this corporation. And they're actually corporations. That's why they're called split share corporations, mm -hmm. right? So it just, it's a basket of stocks. There's a preferred share and a class A share or capital share. Yeah. Um, and what happens is that the preferred share usually just stays at $10 a share forever. 
it's it pays a five or six percent dividend yield it's obviously the safer it gets the priority in terms of the dividends so that's how the preferred share are funded so if you're buying a split share fund preferred shares you're pretty much getting the dividends of that portfolio. It's almost, it's almost like a, the way I always always looked at it was it's almost like a fixed income type asset. Even though it's it is. a share, if you look at it to call a share, you might think it's equity. It, it very much behaves and is very much basically like fixed income in a sense. Yeah, and that's exactly why there's a maturity date. It's because of the fixed oh, income, right. just like a regular bond or coupon that there's a five-year term or three-year term. That's why these right. split share funds have a maturity date. A lot of people, including myself, are worried about that, but it's not because they want to end the the fund, though they usually typically always just extend it for another five years. So preferred share is kind of like a bond. It's it's a it's a good alternative to say like of a fixed income. You'll get your five, six percent. It's very tax efficient because it's dividends. It's not interest. So fixed income, when you're buying bonds, it's typically interest income. This one is dividends because it's literally you're getting dividends from those six stocks. Makes sense. The class A share is really where the magic happens because all the movement of the stock prices mm -hmm. goes to the class A shares. Mm -hmm. So that is where the leverage comes in. It's synthetic leverage. It's not let's borrow money. And it, it, so because all the stock price movements up and down go to the class A shares and there's usually an equal number of shares between preferred and class A, that's what makes them leveraged. So if the six banks do really well, the class A shares will do really well, even better. Gotcha, gotcha. Because they capture all of it. All of the movement for everything. I, oh, okay, I understand yeah. that, yeah. And um, so that's where the leverage comes in, but they, they're also writing covered calls. And all that, all that covered call income goes to the class A shares. Preferred shares get not no capital gains whatsoever and, and um, option premiums from covered call are capital gains mm -hmm. that all goes at a class a shares so that's mm -hmm. why these class a shares are typically very volatile and have humongous yields yeah like it's like not over, out of the ordinary yeah 15 is completely normal wow yeah 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 so it, it's it's very interesting um, I would say, you know, I hate saying this, but I, I have to say it, to be honest, they're becoming more and more obsolete, unfortunately, or unnecessary because of all these new leveraged ETF products that which yeah. we could talk about, Yeah. which are, you know, they're, ET, they're much easier to understand. They have 25% leverage or 33% leverage. Yeah. And that's it. They don't have the termination date and all this other stuff you have to deal with because it, it's a closed end fund, unlike an ETF, which is an open ended fund. Gotcha. So they have higher fees as well. So you don't, so, so what, what I'm picking up is that split shares do have a room in, let's say, your portfolio, someone who's really up to speed with it. But with all of the new products, like I know HDIF, we've had the conversation on and, and, and comparables, but funds of that caliber, you're saying for a new investor or anybody seeking yield, that's becoming such a viable product that it's like, maybe they don't need the split funds. Um, exactly. I, I personally feel, feel still a little bit scared of them, even after your explanation. So I can see how investors would feel the same. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah. Most people that's are scared of them because they sometimes miss dividend payments. So there, there, there's a rule questions actually. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a rule in a split fund where if the overall value or the net asset value of the split fund, so mm -hmm. preferred share and class A share, that's called a unit nav. Mm -hmm. 
the unit net, net asset value is under $15, there's going to be no monthly distribution for the class A shareholder until it goes back, back above $15. Oh, so okay. that scares a lot of people, but I've discussed this with split share fund managers. It's actually a fail safe. It's to preserve the fund long-term. And that's why you have split share funds that are 15 plus years, still going strong. So the way I look at it, if you're getting 15, 16, some of them 18% yield, if yeah. you miss a dividend once in a while, which you'll miss typically during a crash, mm. it's not the end of the world. You're, even if you count that missed dividend, you're making very high yield. Plus another thing I would tell viewers is look at the total returns of the class A shares over 10, 15 years. Um, a lot of them are beating the S&P 500, mm. which is extremely hard, which is the holy grail sure. for any active manager 90% can do it. Mm -hmm. So uh, it doesn't work well with, it works really well with dividend stocks that are consistently growing their dividends over time. So things like Enbridge. It does, it does work well with those companies. Very well. It doesn't work as well when, when it's too specific. Okay. It's things like uh, specifically just life insurance companies or specifically just oil and gas companies. But the most successful ones by far are the ones that just have the six banks because the six banks of Canada are, they always outperform yeah. the Canadian market For overall sure. and they keep growing their dividends. They're absolute monsters, right? So, well, um, I want to I yeah. go back to what you said there and kind of press you on something where we have a difference sure, yeah. of, of opinion, if you will. Um, it's just one of the most common maybe um, sl slams against this style of investing. Yeah. Um, how would you address the risks when people say like, you know, these higher yield funds, you know, your, your capital is just depreciating. And when you look at the stock charts, those are going down, down, down. It's like, yeah, you made such and such amount, but your, your portfolio is down, you know, 30%, 40%, sometimes more. How, how would you go about addressing, addressing that? I get it all the time. It's, it's you, probably yeah, my, yeah. it's my number one concern, criticism. And I actually made a video on this exact topic. I would say, the easiest thing I would say, and the first thing I would say is stop looking only at the stock price returns. Look at the total returns. Mm. Th think about it. If you're, if there's a if there's a stock that has no dividend, yeah. no income, like a yeah. Google, like uh, Amazon, um, Amazon yeah. Facebook, the total return is basically the stock price return. It, all you yeah. can look at is the stock chart and that's it. But if, if there's a dividend stock, or high income fund, whatever it is that gives a four or 5% return. You don't see that in the stock price chart. You have mm -hmm. to look at the total return. Mm -hmm. So think about it this way. If you're getting 15% yield and let's say your, your capital is going down by 5% for 10 years, let's say this happens for 10 years. I'm thinking of DFN. It's one of the, probably the biggest, it's one of the most popular split share. Yeah. Funds. I've seen lots of DFN, like lots DFN of DFN. I always, I always now, it, thrown around everywhere. Yeah, exactly. If you're getting 15% yield, even if you're losing five or your, your stock price is going down 5% every year, you're still making a 10% annual return. Right. Right. Return. Yep. Yep. Which is better than the overall Canadian stock market. Better than XIU, better than ZCN, better than all those, and even pretty much on par with the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. So I would say the most important thing is 
look at the total return, not only the share price return. I can give you another example. Let's say there's a, a stock that's $10 a share, 10% yield. It stays $10 for 10 years and never goes up. After 10 years, your total return is 10% a year. Yeah, for sure. Average, right? It's 100%. Regardless of, regardless of how it's delivered to you, whether it's share price or dividends, you... Regard, exactly. And gotcha. what I like about the income strategy is, number one, if you want, you could reinvest it, mm -hmm. drip it, mm -hmm. if, if you don't need the income. But typically, people are living off of this, in, this income. But right. I'm getting... Every, every year, I get that 10% realized not realized right i i actually yeah, got the money it's the yeah it hits the account yeah whereas with a uh, index etf let's say and i have nothing against index etfs i think they're very mainstream for a reason they work yeah, yeah. you're getting almost no yield so you're really dependent on not only what the stock market does in 10 years but it depends on you actually selling it to make your money if you don't sell it it's completely unrealized um, unless you're counting that, that little yield that you're getting, but most people, what do they do? They just drip it to yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much. So yeah. it, this is going back to my initial, where I say, this is really a buy and hold strategy. I don't need to sell anything. The money just comes to me passively. Uh, and so you know, fair, if you're not, it, sorry, I was gonna say, is it oh, go ahead. Say you're, the, one of the terms I've used in the past, I don't know if you use it, but it's like, you're buying income, right? It's like, you're buying and securing yes. income. I, and is that fair to say that's the way you look at it? Where where it's exactly what I look at it, how so I look at it. So you're buying your cash flow, which is growing month after month after month. And like you said, that's just how you're getting your returns delivered to you. That's how you're getting your money back to you as an investor. And whether the share price goes down, like let's assume your portfolio goes down two hundred thousand dollars, that's not as relevant to you because let's say your income stream is either still the same or growing year after year after year. And that's ultimately what you're living off of. Is yeah. that kind of a good summary? Yes. And I've lived through it. So I know that that's true. Mm. So I, when I sold my condo and invested 450,000 one shot, wow. it was the worst timing in the world. <laughs> December, December, 2019. Right. Let that sink in. You know what yeah. happens three months later. So I was down 30, 35% but it made no difference in my life because I still getting that 4,000 a month, pretty much. Is it perfect? No, uh, some split funds will miss, right? It's only normal, but this is where your personal risk tolerance comes in. You don't have to have split funds and not all split funds are made equal. You have some really, really boring split funds For sure. that give you 10% yield that have never missed a dividend that are very boring. Then you have the more exciting ones at 15, 16, 18, 20. So it's all up to you. How secure do you want this income? Right. Right. So that's where you could tailor. And, and that my whole channel every month since 2020, March 2020, I basically released my portfolio. Yeah, I love and that. And I've learned a lot. And what I discovered is the thing that really stays consistent typically is the covered call stuff. The covered ball, not the, the single, not the gotcha. single high yield ETFs. Those have all cut their dividends. I, you know, I went from 120 stocks to now I have 15. That's total. insane. That's such a streamline. So, so you just trim, you just did trimming, 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 and finding kind of your little, your little pot of gold. Or your, your exactly. Holes. Yeah. Right now I'm making, I think 10.69% yield overall wow. on maybe That's 600. 
600,000. So in, in 2020, like I said, the income stayed yeah. relatively stable. 2021, I was up 100,000, 150,000, because people also have the idea, you know, covered cost that doesn't appreciate. It does. It will do whatever the stock market does mm -hmm. to a lesser extent. Right. So it, they, you know, they, there is a bit of drag with the covered cost stuff. So if the market goes up really hard, you'll still go up, but not as hard as an index fund, for example. Mm -hmm. So in 2021, I was up, you know, let's say 100, 150,000, you know, 20, 25%. Yeah. My income was in cha didn't change. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm back down to, you know, I was down maybe 25%. I just checked today and it started, I'm down maybe 18 or 17%. Yeah. My life is still not any different. Yeah, so this I is why I keep yeah. saying, I don't care about stock prices. It, it's a privilege not, not to care. That's so because cool, yeah. you're buying income, right? So I'm in my mind that 600,000 I invested or whatever it is, I don't care. It's gone. Mm -hmm. I bought $5,000 a month or forever. I love I'd rather that, yeah. do, do it that way. You know what I mean? I, I, Hopefully I, that it's a, it, and that's, that does answer my question. That's such a cool way to look at it, Adrian. And it's such a different way to look at it. You know, a lot of people, they, they can't wrap their head around that, but then some people I know. do it, 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 you know, a lot of people I could see it's hard for them to wrap their head around because they just look at the numbers and they see that. But what you're saying is, geez, the share price can go up and down. You're, so you're worried about for your life living on in Panama, how much income am I getting? And you've already secured that and then bought that. That's yeah, that's super cool. Exactly. Well, exactly. I will just say we have five minutes left on this recording session. I can see this timer counting down. So I'm like feeling crunched, but um, I want to finish off with maybe one more question here. Sure. And I know, you know, actually just about a month or so ago, I like literally picked your brain for an hour. I did one of your little sessions and you were so, so helpful to me. Like, I'm just saying that honestly. And I did tell you that after, but it was, it was, um, we were talking about this whole passive income thing for just my life and my, not my life, but someone in my life. Yeah. And, uh, the amount of insights you provided was just like stellar, man. And, and I, and I really appreciate that. You are you the, you the king that, of, That's you, what I do. Of, it is. And, yeah. and basically what I wanted to say was, Tell my audience, for those that are interested in passive income and want to learn more about, you know, what you offer, what you do, like, how can you help people? And yeah, we got about, about five minutes left. Yeah, sure. So obviously I have my own YouTube channel, right? Yeah, passive income investing. Uh, the best way to really go through the videos is through the playlists. But my most popular video by far is the monthly portfolio unveils. Yeah, Everyone just wants to see what I have. And every month I, not, I show everything, my book prices. What I've changed, my intention obviously is not to do that many changes, but I'm, I, I keep buying, right? So it's mostly what did I buy this month? So I, I disclose all that stuff on my channel. My mission is, what's really important to me is honesty and transparency. Yeah. So I, what I talk about, I own myself, typically. Um, in terms of, you know, I, I have a website and there I, I basically came out or created a product called the DIY, the ultimate DIY investing package. It's mm -hmm. not specifically for income investing because I'm also not against growth investing or dividend investing, but it's what I like to call a companion tool, which I basically just started using myself and just to track various ETFs and it grew and grew and grew. So there, there are sample portfolios. 
you could sort through, I have like a, a list of split share funds and my own personal risk rating system. So there's all kinds it's of a cool very valuable. Uh, it's a very valuable resource. Like I've gone through it, I've used it and uh, I see the, the the feedback you get, like literally the, the testimonials you're sharing from them. It is very, very, very valuable. Um, yeah, it, it's that. not expensive. No. It comes with lifetime updates. I'm planning to update it at least once a year. And it's good for American and Canadian investors. There's sample portfolios for both because I like to cover both markets. Definitely a little bit more income oriented, but there's also growth uh, strategies in there, a growth sample portfolio. Income for income, for example, I have three. I have like a general income one, which I typically recommend, lower risk one, aggressive income. Like I going before, it's all about tailoring it to your own risk level. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice little companion tool. And I also offer, like we did, yeah. a one-on-one -on -one service where you could just book me for an hour. Obviously, I'm not a licensed financial advisor. This is just a friendly conversation, but you could have a one-hour Zoom with me. You could tell me, ask me anything you want, go over your situation like we did, and we could talk about it. So the most common uh, situations I get is actually what you came to me with. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, I have a big chunk of money, either it's a house sale, an inheritance, I retired, whatever it is, what the heck do I do with it? How do I uh, deploy that's probably it? My most top level stuff. Literally, yeah. like, and it's, it's like the way you broke it down, Adrian, is like, you know, everybody, like you said, when they're in that position, they have this big chunk of money, typically, if this is them. And it's like, and sorry, I'm on the time crunch here because we got a minute 30, but um, they know they want this income. It's just about like, how do I do it? Like, how do I do it in terms of how do funds, I do it? Yeah. The like, and, and all of those little things that you were able to just cement for me and connect the dots was so valuable. And like, I think you've even, I, you've been recently posting some uh, like testimonials from on your channel yeah. from other, it just looks phenomenal. The amount of uh, help people are getting, yeah. right. Which is something I think people should definitely check out. Right. Uh, just to see like your actual, um, feedback you're getting from that right yeah we have a facebook group thirteen thousand members and every day there's people nice. oh i just got 200 dollars. i just hit my goal of 200 a month i just hit five thousand a month i just it's great to share these all these success stories and you know i i've done hundreds and hundreds of them and we're, we're all in it together we're all trying to do the same thing right right just having the best life we can and do the best we can with our money and most of the sessions you'll be surprised it's more to give them that that courage mm. right there's always maybe the wife is not into it or doesn't understand or maybe sometimes it's the, the husband or or whatever it is and maybe uh, less technical more just like yeah, uh, i love doing them because i get to yeah. see different scenarios i get i know what the common questions are and then i can make content about them too so Absolutely. Really interesting well, I, for me. I think we got like 15 seconds left. What else is this? Thank you for coming on the channel, Adrian. Everything will be linked down below. And I totally vouch for everything you said. Like I said, I've been an actual user of your service. What is going on, guys? So the Zoom recording just cut off there. This silly thing with 40 minute Zooms. I'm on the free plan. But what I was getting at was I just wanted to thank Adrian for coming on the channel. I'm excited to then go on his channel in the future just to kind of get in front of his audience. But I vouch for everything Adrian does. It's a very different style than what we do, but for the right type of investor and for someone that understands what they want, what they're looking for, it's so cool to see the different ways of investing and the different means and strategies that you can partake. And there's so many benefits to the passive income style of investing. I absolutely agree with that. I still like what we do, but like I said, there's a time and place for every strategy out there for the right type of investor. So if you haven't already gone over and subscribed to his channel, please take a moment to do that. I will link his stuff down below. 
what I was saying, I don't know if I got cut off or not, but I actually did one of his little coaching sessions, one of his little one-on-one help sessions, and it was so, so valuable. It was just beyond valuable. The stuff he knows, the funds he was able to point me towards, the clarity he provided uh, for the questions that I had was just A1. So I vouch for that. If that's something you're interested in, go check him out. That DIY bundle is so affordable at the end of the day. It's something that I think can help out so many investors. So Adrian is someone that I very much support in what he's doing. And I would highly encourage you guys to go check it out. So again, all the links will be down below. Thank you, Adrian, for coming on the channel. If you guys enjoyed, give this video a thumbs up, subscribe. Our academy is down below, of course, as always. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. Hope you enjoyed. I'll see you in the next video.